What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 155 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin, and alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. Zach, you are so cool. You sent us some beautiful beers. We drank one of said beers in the pre-show. It was dirty and amazing. And this may be a tipsy podcast. So I'm I'm just gonna read what Zach. You should. You should. And if you're if you're Patreon or if you're not, join our Patreon. You can hear our review slightly more in depth. So Zach sent us a a couple of beers. Zach B out of San Diego. He's a he's a modern times uh, beer fairy. Is what I'm gonna call him because he's someone that just magically has beer show up at my house. Oh yeah, he's it's great. The best. Um. But he has kind of been our connection to modern times and been sending us all kinds of stuff. And we kind of reached out to him and said, you know, we review a lot of IPAs on this show. And specifically, we've reviewed a lot of modern times IPAs. IPAs. And why don't you find something that's what you feel is out of our comfort range? And uh, he knocked the ball out of the park. And I'll, I'll just, he sent us this nice note with uh, instructions too. So that's good. Because we, we're kind of like guys that need instructions. It's important. So, from Zach, I present to you few beers that are not IPAs. Info on these beers is below so you know what you're getting into. Please drink all beers in one show. Start with the two larger cans, which we did not follow. Uh, we, we actually did no, the we, exact we opposite got, of this. We got, we got crazy into it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, they are serious... <laughs> <laughs> they seriously put an entire boatload of fruit in this. No artificial flavors here. So this is the actual beer that we're going to review in this show, yep. rather than the one that we reviewed in the pre-show. So we've already which screwed we could up have done. We could have done either. Yep, Zach. But we just we saw that little that little can, and it, we just had to. do It was. It. We felt it needed to happen this way because sometimes you got to take that punch early, and then and then roll with it for the rest of the show. And when I see fourteen point two, I want I want to attack that up front. And, you know, be able to try and recover from it through the rest of the show. So just kind of a thing. So uh, split the smaller can. It must be warmed up. Leave the can out of the fridge for an hour prior to drinking. Best drink at 55 degrees. It's 14% alcohol, which we drank. So this was Monsters Park, aged in bourbon barrels, Mexican hot chocolate edition. And it was amazing. Oh, so so once again, uh, patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast, join on up super cheap, way tons of episodes, pre-shows. We talk about this beer, um, and all sorts of other stuff. It's it, if, if you're into modern times and that style of beer, like that listen alone is probably not worth it, but we'd love to have you in. So it was an incredible Imperial stout that we, we had in our pre-show and it was fantastic. And we're going to review the second one, the two taller cans, because it fits our format a little better, um, which is called Gravity Hammer by Modern Times. Which already, like, that name, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's 10%, and uh, we're going we're gonna to have ourselves a good time. So, and I'll, I'll get more into that in a little bit, but we were just, we're overwhelmed, because we said this in our pre-show, too, not to keep plugging it, but. We had a great beer day. We had a listener send us the new uh, Welcome to Disclandia, the Bevel uh, Brewing Company inaugural run of Tall Cans. 
And you better believe when we record that podcast, I am sending a link to uh, the Doskin and letting him know. Yeah. So we had we had an awesome listener, Victor, up in the up in Washington, uh, shoot that down to us. So that was incredible. And then uh, you know, Hall of Fame listener Michael Morris also sent us uh, some more stuff from the Midwest. So some Michigan beers that we still have to get on. So we had this was like beer Christmas that we just had. I know. And it's amazing. Beerster, it's a little uh, late for Beerster. It's it's a little late for beer. Well, we know where it all is, so it's not Beerster. Boozmas. Have we ever talked? Is there a summer oh, holiday? Bo- gosh. No, because we were always like trying to just figure out our lives. We should at some point, just thinking about the pre-show, we probably could do separate stories for both uh, Beer Store and Boozmas. Yeah, totally. Uh, oh, man. There's some... Gosh, there are some some good happenings on both those things. Some incredible uh, put holidays. A, put a put a uh, write something down so we remember that next yeah, time we're I'm looking doing, for a good story. I'm doing it right now. Yep. Oh, I see you doing I got it. A pen. You nailed it. Oh, yeah, so uh, good with that pen. Anything that else down. you want me to do for you while I'm at it? Um, you need a cup of coffee or like a. You, you want me to dance for you? Honestly, a cup of coffee would not be a horrible <laughs> idea, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about that right now. Well, we've got a great show for you tonight. We've already spoiled the beer, but we are going to review the Bobcat by Mint Discs. So we got some some rare ones, some some recently released, some unusual takes, and we're going to pair it with Gravity Hammer by Modern Times Brewing Company, a 10% alcohol Berliner Weiss, which is a sour. And I read on Wikipedia, it's normally supposed to be 3%. Well, supposed to be like a know, light. Modern times ain't no pissies. So, whoa. They take care of business. Joe, this is, we are, we are an established podcast and we have to be held to a higher standard. And you, you can't use words like that on this show. You, you're belittling the public. Shut the fuck up. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> welcome to our podcast for your new listener. Uh, that's just how we roll. Joe, just you know, I'm a little afraid, but I think I can get over it. And, oh, we're just and we're conti- rolling. We just talked about the beer. On that, with the show. We talked about the beer that we got from Zach. I may or may not have had you know a handful of uh, blind pigs before I got here. Who knows? Oof. No one, will, no one will ever so, know except well, for that I just said it out loud. We also have a fantastic tournament coming up. We have the Beaver State Fling at Milo Milo McIver State Park in in Oregon, Estacada, Oregon. We, yeah, we we went there, so we, we did. We, we know a little did. bit about it. We did. We, we can... played that course, um, and I'm so excited. Like we've watched it before, and I'm more excited to see the pros again. Uh, just make me feel so bad about myself and how I threw there. It, one of the great things about playing it was there were certain holes that I watched, and I was like, "Oh, that hole must be really difficult because the pros struggled on it." And I played it. And I'm like, "Oh, this that wasn't so bad." And then there were other holes. Where I was like, oh god, that was, that was brutal. Like well, that was the other that ones, was way harder. The ones where you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad is when you're playing for par rather than birdie. And yeah, it's like yeah. very different. Yeah, we're like, oh, I don't really like. Op doesn't really come into play at all because I'm just I'm just throwing it right there in the middle. I'm not trying to get the extra like ninety five feet. Yeah. Also, since these players are like really good, you don't see them throwing off the cliffs down into the river. That is on the side of most of the course at Riverbend <laughs> yeah, yeah. Disc Golf you Course. You don't realize there is a river because they're that good. <laughs> and then you play yourselves and you're like, 
Oh, uh, I've I've lived. I I definitely when we played Milo, there was a point that I threw a shot that we were all like, "Well, that one's gonna get caught up on like some roots," and uh, saved my life. Yeah, and probably my score for the day. In all honesty, totally. Um, yeah, we played and like, oh, there's there's a there's a river there. I guess it's called Riverbed. I never thought about it because the pros never get to a spot where that's even a worry i know it's at and and uh on a couple of holes it's like it's it's right there it's totally possible like a bad roller whatever but man it's such a cool course um i'm so excited to watch them play i will be 100 percent honest i'm bummed that paul's not gonna play oh totally so am i um but i get it i guess I was bummed last week too. You know, he just needs to find his little like B C tiers and destroy people and and make all like the local pros feel bad about themselves. You know, you know, do you do you? No, it really is disappointing to see to not be able to see Paul challenge two courses that are kind of iconic in in West Golf and West Coast disc and golf. that he's won on. Yeah, and that he's had you know really really major wins on each. So. It's sad. Like I would love to see Paul in there with the rest of the slate on both of these, and I don't think that we're alone in saying that. It's not even yeah. really a take. I would it's also just... love to um, go to these, go to like the tournaments. Um, well, we've talked about this in the past too. Like, yeah, if you had to do one or the other, you'd go before and play the course. Yep, which we did. Yeah. Which we definitely and did. We're, we're solidly in that camp, and and that we're probably the only disc golf media people that would say it that way because, like, the amount of, like, if you asked Ian, what would you rather do? Well, that shit like, pays his bit. Like, not it doesn't pay his. Bit. He has a great job, but that pays him money. Like, we don't get paid by going to. I know, State but Flint. but there is the opportunity for more coverage based on if we, you know, like professionally went to a tournament and created content as a result of going to that that's that's what i was talking about like oh yeah most disc golf media people look at it that way like i i can guarantee you ian would rather film an ace than throw an ace well yeah because you talk to him ian <laughs> which i have he's like oh just, you know they just go in but like he'd he'd rather get like the fi- the you know the file oh, of well, that's that's, you that's know, like that's, that sort of thing like youtube millions of views on you know on YouTube yeah. over a personal like that's in in the eyes of a media person creating that content that's like an ace like that's even though you didn't do it it's on your well, channel and we're you one, produced it you filmed it and, we, and you got I, that I, great shot I was gonna say we're 100 percent um I guess in the in the free channel we're 100 percent audio in the patreon world we're like 98 percent audio yeah um so that's not a world that we worry about as much um no but we could like go there and get a ton of interviews oh totally oh totally probably get kicked out for you know indecent exposure or something like that this is this is this is where we would have to like run into the the story of like what is our podcast really about who are we um if we were to do tons of interviews we most likely would have to be sober ish. Well, I mean, which isn't. I don't think you can prove any. It's not like I have to take a breathalyzer test I know, before walking I know, up to Palm and I know. Um, 
Like, oh, who's g- I'm walking up to Greg Barsby. What's going to happen? Come on. <sighs> Greg, you want a beer? Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. It's not like it's not like we're going to have to go through airport security before you go and talk to a disc golf pro. No, and I think and I think we could I think we're at the point where that's like a total possibility, but does that uh what does that do for our bottom line like nothing? Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, probably. It sounds like a lot of work first of all, like <laughs> right? for me personally, like more so than, you know, because <laughs> Oh, Joe's just gonna get drunk and just like <laughs> ask crazy questions. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's that's Joe. Like uh, that's just, our Joe. I have to drag around this crazy guy and Listen, I force him, him to I, ask like structured I questions. That I played sounds like punk losing. And metal bands forever. Um, cool story. There, I'm just saying there were times that I like had the perfect amount of drink where I was like great, and then there were times that I was like, ooh, I went a little too far. <laughs> like it would happen the same. Unfortunately, in my mind. Yeah. No, like it, sounds... it would either be me being like I'm just not going to drink for these interviews, and I, I think I'd, in my mind, it would, I'd be like stiff and would be good. It probably would be totally fine because um, I think it would work well if I can if we like well in dressed you up in a bow tie, and so you like looked really professional, and and then people were like, oh well, there's no way this do, guy do, has had seven do, beers. Do the opposite of like the Jimmy Kimmel with like uh, Guillermo, who just like his English isn't great. But he's sober and just have drunk Joe just slurring me like, uh-huh. listen, like, tell me about that is that is you guy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm wearing a bow tie. It's fine. Um, all right. Well, uh, is there anyone listening that has a like a large company that wants to sponsor us to tournaments? Because uh, we can make this your your we can make this happen. That you know, actually, your dream can come true. I, I mean, I know you really wanted it to happen, but I'm kind of out. Like, I think it's great for you, and it's. It was your idea. I think you should follow through with it. No, totally. But, but then, like, you'd have to ask your wife, and like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, but and, I'm, like, I'm kind of busy. Just, and let's just be honest. So that's. I mean, that is probably a bigger piece of of it in general for both of us. Like forever. I would rather lob uninformed opinions left and right over and over again every single week in my garage while recording it and just distributing it as fact to the disc golf public. I think that sounds better, don't you? It does. Well, because for me too, like traveling, so, like making the big like jump to travel somewhere, and then to not play disc golf at that spot. It sounds crazy. It I, sounds like, crazy. Uh, speaking of which, Ian, we're still holding you to your invitation to uh, Prince Edward Island. We might make that happen. <laughs> uh, we'll figure that part out I don't later. Think so. <laughs> I'll be fine. We got months. To figure it out. So, Beaver State Fling, Milo Milo McIver, fantastic course, which uh, we had the luxury of playing not so long ago. We had a, a, a nice a disc golf podcast get-together of sorts up in the Portland area. We did. Played, played a bunch of courses, and Milo was one of them. And also, just like real quick shout-out, Caleb, good on you, Lucid Judge, can change your world. <laughs> So, um, one thing that was, that was really interesting about that, that whole part of it, we always talk about playing a course that you've seen on video and you feel like you have an idea for it. Um, Milo was pretty much as awesome as we thought it was. Oh yeah. And 
certain parts of it were more incredible than you can imagine. Just like the moss and the ferns and everything. Best ferns. It was yeah, so many, so many ferns. The ferns all around you. Like you want to live your life surrounded by ferns. I mean, who doesn't? So that was incredible. Almost zen like just disc golf round through the course. Well, that's like people don't realize. Like you hear rainforest and you think like crazy jungles in Africa or something, but <laughs> legit that it's a rainforest. Yeah, it is a uh, a temperate rainforest. Yes, that. It's cool. It's great. There's like moss everywhere and stuff. There's moss, there's cool like fungi and stuff all over the place. Like it's super rad. Yeah. We also somehow managed to go to uh Oregon in springtime and it didn't rain. So we, we kind of we got lucky there. Yeah, no, totally. It was it was fantastic. We had a great time. Um Milo was one hundred percent as advertised. Um we we had a great time. We really saw the the teeth of Milo, but also just like the beautiful scenery and that ability. Like if you can, if you can let one rip, uh, you can do some amazing things. Like it, it was, it was amazing. And I'd say like a couple of spots, like that island parking lot hole where the 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 basket is situated. God, I feel like I do. so disclosure we played out of order we played way out of order we had a, a local tyler uh show us the way through and he did an awesome job probably saved us tons of time um but uh we didn't start from necessarily hole one so we started in like hole 11 or something like that I think like yeah and, and played know. through so if, by the way we played it would have been i guess like i guess by the normal numbers it would have been like hole 17 or something like that um, or whole one or two. I don't yeah. Know that. yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure how how it equates, which is sad. But it's one of the it's the one where most of the pros lay up short and then have to pitch up to a island that's in a parking lot with three trees around it and the baskets in the middle. Um, that island's super fucking small, and it's so far. Yeah, and it's ridiculously far. Like that that island is in some spots really only like 15 to 18 feet wide. And it's there's nothing to stop your disc. It's just kind of hard, compacted soil and roots. So uh, getting up and down on that island is pretty incredible. So I, that was like the biggest takeaway for me when I played the course, seeing it versus what I expected. And then the hole that's typically played as hole one, that turnover um, shot, that was a lot shorter than I thought. The one that's kind of nestled away. It was like the last hole we played. Yeah. Well, there's a few. Like there's like the one that is like the tunnel shot between two trees. Um, not that anyone, any of us played it well. Like it's not that brutal. We should stop this. this yeah, we should. Probably maddening. Um, Unless we have more specific. We, uh, we, we don't. The number information. The par, the par five. The, the Philo Batross hole. Uh, or are, or no, are you the talking? Other one. Oh, okay, yeah, great. I told you to stop. I know. Never mind. <laughs> the non-Philobatross <laughs> par five, which was uh, featured in Champs vs. Chumps, is brutal. Okay, I'm gonna stop. 
I'm stoked for the the tournament. Um, I know CCDG will be up there. Joe Mez too. Joe, oh, I'm stoked. Yeah, they'll 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 and uh, disc golf guy. So you'll have uh, CCDG, Joe Mez, and uh, disc golf guy doing post produced. Right. So right, and there won't be any uh, live. No. But I know both CCDG and Jomez, you know, if if they can go without, you know, big uh, uploading errors and stuff, are, I think, pushing to have, like, a pretty cor- crazy turnover uh, schedule. I think they're schedule. talking next day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, live would be nearly impossible at Milo because you have no service there. Yep. Um, so they have literally no cell service. So it wouldn't happen. That's why the the uh, Disc Golf Pro Tour does the uh, Blue Lakes course instead. Yeah. So uh, you definitely could not do live currently unless you're using satellites. Yeah, and you don't you don't yeah, and you don't want to mess with cell phone stuff there because you, you just want to pay attention. Uh, my to cell the- phone didn't even get service, so like, I, I don't. I don't think I even looked at my phone. I just played. I knew once I got there because I was trying to message people, and it was not possible. Oh yeah, yeah, trying to get everyone all connected yeah, and stuff. No. Yeah. Definitely not. So beautiful, uh, but not going to happen. Same with uh, with Horning's hideout. That was, that oh, was yeah, the same thing there for sure. So I it was way worse at at Horning's. Milo still was pretty bad coverage a lot of the a lot of the area, but so all right. So do you want to get on to do picks or anything else you want to hit on the on the course itself? After we just gave that riveting description of the holes with specific numbers so people can follow along you know that like one hole that like has the cool stuff like yeah no we i think they got it so where there's like the ferns yep it's it's yeah they love that that hole it is a great hole yeah no i think we roll right to right to picks um all right mpo picks and again uh no paul mcbeth all right, I'm going to put a bet out before we put our picks out because I feel it's been like super long before we've had a bet. Um, and this is going to be like a, a, a rougher one too. And, I, and you're going to agree to it and it's fine. I don't I don't really want to. I don't. So there's two ways this bet can go. Okay, that's typically a bet. Yep. Sounds like, well, there's three ways. Sounds like, like a, a pretty normal. Take it back. There's three ways this bet can go. That also sounds like a certain type of bet. Anyways. As we go through our picks, if we end up with the same person in first, we each get each other a 16-ounce malt beverage for next episode. What? That, no. If we have differing picks, we wait till uh, the tournament is over and the person with the better pick will furnish a beverage for the loser. I don't, I don't like this game at all. Do I get to start off? Do I, do I get home field? Do I get first pick? You can like I have mine in my U disc already, so like got it. I'm already ready to roll, and I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah, no, I was not prepared for that at all, so I'm gonna be making it up. Um, but there's a pretty obvious person in first place, in my opinion. I like that because I feel like then we'll be different. So like you're just going to you're gonna. I don't feel like I have an obvious. I think it is. Yeah, okay. I don't think it's the person you think it is. Are we starting four or three? We're starting... Oh, we do four, right? With with yep. uh, Or should we do three? Let's do four. Okay. So you start at four. So in fourth place, I'm taking 
James Conrad. I am taking Calvin Heimberg. Ooh. In uh, third place, I am going to take Nate Sexton. I'm going to take Richard Wysocki. In second place, I'm going to take Eagle McMahon. Oh, this is going to work out. Uh, in second place, I'm going to take Simon Lazat. In first place, I'm going to take Richard Wysocki. In first place, I'm going to take Eagle McMahon. All right, we did totally different. We did, we did. So we have a good, we have a good bet. So Eagle versus Ricky, um, and it's not first second. Whoever finishes better, yeah. Uh, the winner will furnish the 16 ounce beverage to the loser. I think I I think I while I agree with what you said before, I also think it should be picks overall. Cuz normally that's how it works. Like if your picks overall are better, you win and you should not be punished for that. Well, are you going to if you lock the ones you said into grip 6, then that will give us the answer. So the higher well, ranking But who are the other two then? Cuz there's 6. We only picked 4. So it'd be like our our FPO picks, you, pa- Page and Cat. That you add in, <laughs> like we both have to agree. To Are it. we both gonna do Page and Cat? All right, I'll do that. I mean, that works. We would, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we we'll we'll do those four players and then Page, Page and, and Cat. Cat. And so the higher score or the lower score in Grip Six wins. Wins. All right. I, I like it. I've already locked mine in. It's exactly. Page and Cat. Exactly, exactly and Page that. And Cat. Okay. And Page and Cat. All right. I'm I'm fine with that. You have to remind me when we end the show because I'm not gonna do it right yeah, now and but, just like tank the but, fucking but, segment. But patient cat, like, <laughs> but. like let's look at FPO. <laughs> uh, uh, patient cat. <laughs> yeah, I do feel that uh, cat is. Well, I mean, Hokum, you can't count Hokum out. No, no, and you can't count uh, Birkus, and you can't count Jennifer Allen and Weiss and Cox and Fakus. Um, but I'm gonna count them all out. <laughs> And say Page and Cat, and I'm gonna put, I'm gonna say Cat uh, storms back and takes the takes the win over Page Pierce this tournament. I I really hope that we get another repeat of the battle they had, and I would love to see it it do exactly what you just said and have have Cat come back and take a win. And, yep, and had kind of keep the back and forth between those two. Hell yeah, that's great. For, that's like the most fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's been. Really even long. even a close battle where Paige wins again obviously would be awesome. Totally, totally. But I I just want to see those two battle like they are just two of the most dominant forces in in uh, female disc golfers. They're just that's what we want to see. And no disrespect to Paige Birkus, but uh, or Hokum or Hokum or any of those other players, but both Paige and Cat have that elite driving distance that is further than the the rest of the field like they can and i'll tell you right now that makes a difference at milo it really does it does it does yeah it does and i just i just see that being the deciding factor them being able on those par fives to pick off another 60 70 feet on their competitors every single drive that's going to add up and by the end of a tournament like that i just don't i mean i see i know how it works you're in the woods but I think that they have a huge advantage. Agreed. All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps up our thoughts on the tournament, other than just kind of really looking forward to all the, the post-produced, just because the scenery is awesome, and it, and we're going to get so many different companies bringing us 
awesome post-produced. I feel like we should just make a trip with there because I feel like this is like a perfect opportunity for there to be like a Joe Mez versus CCDG like disc golf jam. And I think we're the better of all three, so we should. Wow, that is that is absolute lie. So it's wrong in so lie. many ways. Oh, I know uh, because I played with Ian and Corey, who I would believe, even though he's doing his own thing, would join in the CCDG uh, uh-huh. disc golf family for that tournament, um, and got spanked by both of them. And I've watched video of Jonathan and Jerry Gomez absolutely smash. Yeah, Jerry kind of looks like a problem. He he kind of looks like he throws far. He throws far and consistent. I think I think Jonathan might throw further, but uh, Jerry just is clean. Yeah, yeah. So and I, I'm none of any of those things. We just we'd have up. to Tanya Harding someone or like more. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. What I would do is what we've talked about forever and uh, beer pong them and just get them hell of beers deep before we Possibly. get on the course. I mean that that also. I mean that that's kind of in the Tanya Harding category sort of thing. Just debilitate them with alcohol. What if I beer ponged you and then manipulated you into doing uh, you know some physical act of violence kind of a la how Tanya Harding was manipulated by it's Robin. You've known me for a long time and you've seen me in like extreme states of inebriation. Uh-huh. How many times have I lashed out in violence? Very few times, unless you were on a disc golf course, and and the, that was towards and, a bag. And the bag. Was, how have you? How how many times have you ever seen me violent towards to, another person? To be fair, the bag was talking shit. To be fair, <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think that's possible. I don't think I can be manipulated into violence towards other people. I, you know, I would bet that I could make it happen. If, if it's towards you, that doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count. Like you said, I, like, a person you didn't specify. <laughs> We, whatever. <laughs> All right, Joe. I think it's time that we did our world famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course tonight. We have the Mint Discs Bobcat, a mid-range, five-speed, five-glide, zero-turn, two-fade. And we have it in apex plastic, and then I don't know what the other one is, but I, I just e- know eternal maybe. Oh, you're right, eternal. And uh, it's it kind of looks like glow, but it doesn't glow, which hurt my feelings a little bit. But but it's got I, it got sparkles in it. I promise I won't let it affect my review, despite that I wish that it glowed. Uh, all right. So and wait, hold on. Oh, we're gonna pair it with oh, yeah. gravity hammer. By Modern Times Brewing Company, a 10% alcohol. Berliner Weiss. There you go. Look at Joe doing the pronunciation. Yeah, I like go. it. And this was sent to us by Zach B. And it is pretty cool. It is, man. He's like our our uh, connect to Modern Times. And I'm so thankful for it. So where do you want to start? Beer or disc? Let's. You know, I think I usually roll with disc. But let's start at the beer. Okay. Um. Gosh, this. So I, I told you something else. Uh, we took a little break because uh, I have a small bladder, um, and I said something else. And now I'm now that I'm drinking more, I have a, a different definition. Okay, let me let oh, me yeah, read, read what the he said. Description Please, yeah. first. <clears throat> so the brewing the brewing wizards up in Portland just finished 
up our first ever Mega Berliner and an and initial tests have concluded that it's an absolute banger. Overloaded with gobsmacking amounts of raspberry, cranberry, and strawberry, this colossal beverage is a fruit bonanza that you won't want to miss. It's 10% flavor missile, direct, <laughs> direct course for your taste buds. So we'd suggest that you brace for impact. 10% alcohol. And that's not too far off. The, the, Except for the 10%. Yeah. The, the crazy part is that it, doesn't all the fruit that they're talking about yes i taste all of that and then i just don't taste the 10 percent alcohol it it just it it honestly could have zero alcohol content and i'd be like oh okay yep uh, like that's just like a kind totally. of sour fruit you know oh let me i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna paint a picture of words right now okay you like this um i'm terrified but first question proceed. first question i feel like you would know um Blackberry bushes, is that regional or is that everywhere throughout the U.S.? Uh, blackberry bushes grow in a lot of places. Um, they, they're they not really uh, uh, in like high altitude, very, very cold weather. You don't find them up there. Okay. So uh, we've got lots of blackberry around here. Yes. Um, and growing up, I'm sure both of us picked many a blackberry because uh, they were around and, you know, you get a nice good one that's super sweet and amazing. Yes? Yes. You know, sometimes you pick that one that looks like really dark on the front and then you like pick it and there's like red underneath and it's like not all the way there. Yeah, and like a, a sour, right. not fully ripe. Blackberry. Yeah. Um, that is a spear. I mean, I could see that. I mean, technically, so we should say that the Berliner Weiss style of beer is, is a sour beer. Yeah. And it's a- actually, more often than not, according to Wikipedia, which is like my my beer source right now, uh, much lower alcohol than 10%. Well, that is not the case. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's like a wheat beer. I'm sure the vice is, is, is or white, the wheat. I, I feel like they live in the same world. I could be totally wrong. Um, but yeah, the sour is there. So that's like one thought of how I feel about the taste. But still, when you eat one of those, it's like, oh, it's still like a good blackberry. Like you're yeah. not upset with it. So, but I mean, the sour part of it is yeah, is totally that little tartness. But beer. like the night, you still get that blackberry, uh, which is great because it doesn't have blackberry, but it has a few berries that maybe together blackberry. It. It's a lactic acid taste. Is it a lactic beer? Uh huh. Oh, that's rad. So. Um. So my other thought about it, assuming that this is in character with the the Berliner tradition. Um, so I grew up in a household that had, um, my mom is already like passing this on to my son, which I'm not 100% sure on, but it's fine. Uh, I didn't drink a ton of just like water growing up. We were a Kool-Aid family. Wow. Uh, which you, you can, it makes sense now if you like meet me. Yep. Um, totally does. You've got like that Kool Aid face. So, like oh, you smash through a bunch of walls. Oh yeah. Like your features oh, yeah. are a little denuded because of all the impact. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> you could say, could you be a little get, more do emphatic? You, do you understand what well, I'm saying? You know, I was, no, not. I just but feel I, like th- you I feel could, like I feel like the message was was brought with that. I, um, so the other it thing doesn't is, really work so unless you, is, um, like you're not going to just smash through a wall and be like, oh yeah, like you, you uh, probably, that's what I would do. probably be a little more pumped I, about I it. I might be like, I think when I get pumped, if I smash through the wall instead of being like the, oh yeah, I'd be like, 
Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like that was exactly what I. That wanted. was very different uh, that, but I I did feel like I just channeled Macho Man Rip. Um. Anyways, going back to my Kool Aid thought. Uh, I'll also be totally honest and say that. 90 out of 100 times we got the the cooler that already had the sugar in it but the few times i bought the packet that had like the sugar and you said or just had like the flavor and you were supposed to add the sugar um i think there at one point i didn't add enough sugar so you got like the fruit flavor but it was like tart and not super sweet can we also talk about how ridiculous the amount of sugar that needed to go in. Oh, that. It, was, it was like two cups of sugar. It was f- dumb. Like absurd. It was dumb. It was, And I bought the, and my mom bought us the kind that already had the sugar in it, which was like dumb. And I remember times in my life uh, making like the two, like the pitcher of Kool-Aid and be like, let's pour a little less water. Or I'll like, you know, maybe like an extra third of a scoop will be just fine. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I was a dirt bag. It's fine. <laughs> And, and by was, I mean, still am, but I quench that uh, proverbial thirst with beer now. That's that's great. I really... I guess. I really, know. It's really bad, actually. Like, I feel... Really I feel pretty all. sad about my life after going through this whole, like, run of the sugar <laughs> drinks I drank and how much I didn't drink regular water. How much... Uh, shit. How much tang did you have? Zero. Zero tang? You didn't get t- your tang on? I think we had tang, like, one time, and, I, and both my brother were like... Get that Kool Aid. Where's my uh, oh yeah man? We were definitely not a tang. I family. mean, I can tell you weren't the kind of guy that got a lot of tang, but I I get we, it. We we didn't do tang. We didn't do like the um, what's the brand of the the iced tea? Oh, Country Time. Country yeah yeah Country oh, Time no, that's lemonade. lemonade yeah we didn't do oh that. the Nest tea Nest tea didn't the do Nest tea didn't do lemonade didn't do tang like yeah we were, and not only like we're we were a Kool Aid family, but we were like fruit punch Kool Aid only like ah. Uh. Grape, strawberry, that's, cherry, that's whatever. That's exceptionally sad. Fuck all that. that you guys had punch. like a, a flavor of Kool-Aid oh, that was. You know, like when there's. <laughs> like, so I'm going to. Really? I'm gonna, uh, you guys had a favorite like, Kool-Aid? Right now I'm like upset that I'm even like bringing this up, but I'm just going to go deeper right now because I just, oh, no. that's where we're going. Um, there used to be like Kool-Aid points. Oh, no. Uh, I got hella shit. Is this kind of like points. winning the the Monopoly no, at McDonald's? hell of Kool-Aid. Like. Someone who's listening right now understands when you get like the big, it's like kind of like having a bunch of cylinder of, of cool. I mean, it, yeah, you just cut a little piece off and you get points and you get like cool stuff in the mail. <laughs> like what kind of cool stuff? Name one cool thing you got in the mail. Um, like uh, koosh balls. Ooh, okay. Dude, koosh balls are, are cool. Are no, I, I, like, don't I'm, eat again. I'm, don't I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't even starting. I was just saying those are cool. Like you get to the point where you get like Game Boys and shit, but we didn't go that deep. How much koosh basketball did you play in your life? Like, I mean, did you have a koosh basketball hoop? Yeah. So I mean, I I feel like this is the correct answer, um, but I feel like unless you played, you wouldn't understand. Um, like when you ask me how much I played. Enough. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, it was like the opportunity to just, you know. (laughs) The one place where you could be. Brick my younger brothers. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nope. I was the younger brother, so that didn't happen. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure you could have taken James. Uh, By the end of high school, I could. Well, I couldn't. He was still my older brother. Like, I could be, like, bigger and physically stronger than him, whatever. Like, there's still just that, like, in your head, older brother. Well, you wouldn't understand. 
I feel like James secretly listens to the podcast no. and is now like Steve Buscemi writing my name on a wall. People to kill. No, because he in his mind is already like, well, he knows I'm better than him, so it's fine. So that's, that's actually true. Sorry, it's James. good. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I. I think the only thing I ever really beat my brother at at some point in time, like strength, like in high school. By my end of high school, like I could beat him in arm wrestling, but I knew if we like actually fought for some reason. A complex would set in and I would lose. I think that's a terrific time to segue to the Bobcat by Mint Discs, which is a five glide, five, or sorry, five, five speed, five, five speed, glide. five glide, and uh, zero, zero turn, and then a two fade. So I really botched that. Yeah, you're fine. Um, so I'll jump into it. So I saw the numbers. Um, I saw the numbers and I heard about how it flew from a few people, uh, but hadn't seen one, held one, or thrown one. And right off the bat, when people talked about it, I was like, oh, it's a pine. It's a pine. Uh, and if you've been listening long enough, or if you haven't at all, I love the pine. Pine is one of my main mid-ranges, probably like my go-to if I if I feel like it's like 320. Um Pretty much straight out. I'll probably just pull a pine if there's no big um, obstacles. I just feel super confident being able to rip one hard and it not turning over um, and it finishing left. And I think 320, I probably undersold that. I probably over 320 also. Yeah, I'd say so. But that's kind of like, that's like the world, right? When you step to a 320, I'm like, oh, straight out, like flat or even... Maybe slightly uphill or downhill, I'm probably still pulling a pine. Um, so I picked up the Bobcat, or we got it sent to us. Uh, Robert Graham, uh, one of our favorite listeners, got it sent to us, I believe, by uh, the people from Mint. I believe. I don't know. Feeling special. So thank you to Mint Discs, and thank you to Robert Graham. Yep. Um, so throwing it, it's it's a little more stable than the pine. With that said, the pine that I threw it with is something that's been in my bag for probably, shoot, a, a year and a half or two, um, which still has great finish, but it was a little more beefy, so that's the only thing, if I'm comparing it straight up to the pine, like, I might even say the glide is the same, so it's either I want to pull the glide of the pine up to five or drop the, the glide of the bobcat, and I'll, I'll probably keep it at a five, to be honest. Um, the fade is... I think that's where I would, I would probably go to a, a, a two five more than a two. I I pretty much agree with that. Yeah. Um, it's an, a fantastic overstable mid range. Oh yeah. And uh, you kind of hope that Mint continues to build their their mold. Uh, you know, arsenal. The Alpha being the really the only disc they're even known for. And now adding in a mid-range, it's time for them to, to keep doing that. So hopefully this won't be, you know, a one-off and that they'll continue to expand it. Because so far, uh, the, the Alpha, Alpha is, loved. is is a, a great disc. And if you put in a nice mid-range and suddenly we've got a putter and uh, a, a high-speed driver, that would be, you know, a decent enough line. So... But yeah, no, I think they they did a great job. It feels amazing in the hand. Um, very minimal dome, if any. It's pretty darn flat. It's low profile. The the rim 
feels very close to a pine, very close to a buzz even. Um, feels great. It flies great. The plastic is fantastic, both the Eternal and the Apex. Um, they're, they're doing a great job. I, I think they're figuring it out. I know we reviewed the Alpha very early, and that's probably something we should... When we talk about going back to discs, I think we did a pretty good job with it. Well, I think we did, but I don't know if you remember, but after that first run went out, a whole guide came out about like which color plastic does what. Totally. And I've seen ones that are way domier than the Ape, than the Alpha we had. To be honest, that's to people like us that want to review a disc and talk to people about it, that's not fair. That's true. Like, I'm sorry, but I. I get it. There's a guide and what they are, but I. Well, I'm just saying since then they've should dialed be able to, in. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is they've now dialed in, and that's why I'm like excited for the yeah. Bobcat because they've dialed in their plastics. They may or may not have a partner in plastics world that's doing a really good job with stuff. Yeah, it feels There's very much rumors very about it. Um, did did we review a a recent disc that had similar feeling plastic like this? Oh yes, very much so. I think we did. We like, very much, and we almost did again tonight, and decided to hold it. Yeah, for another, yeah. seems like seems like we did, but uh, but I think that's 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 actually why I'm saying we should look at it again because now it's become much more consistent, mm-hmm. and I think an alpha flies like an alpha for people rather than like a blue alpha flies like this and a yellow like this. Um, so that's more so why I say uh, it's worth looking back on. But I, <laughs> much like that other brand, that's plastic feels similar um building a full line of things could be very beneficial because there are people who swear by alphas like the people who are mint followers are into it like they have a, a huge well, you following know, texans well yeah I well mean, there's a guy around here uh dude dabs around here is yeah. like straight up repping that shit hard so it's it's worth no no one can question the the loyalty no totally um, but no it's it's a it's a cool disc um, it definitely fits a spot that I think a lot of people don't even realize that they could use or like in my opinion need like this is a spot that and I'm gonna like move ahead right now I don't know Robin that you really have a disc that's like I don't. This. No, I don't. I don't bag an, a mid range that is this brand of overstable. Yeah, like you have the super. Beef. I have a super overstable Buzz OS. Yeah, that is significantly more overstable and does not glide anywhere near as far. And then I use TI buzzes. Yeah, which and you are, throw them real well, which work fine for me. But no, they're not as overstable as this Bobcat, and they're also they're flatter. Just in general, the Bobcats have tiny bit. They're really mostly flat, um, so there, there's not too much. But the I feel like the Apex one is a little more domey than the Eternal one. Yeah, I, I can. Um, and and so I, there there was a little difference in in the two of them on the on that. But overall, just a really solid overstable mid range. You can you can crank yep. on it. Yep. And um and throw pretty pretty hard and not going to see much turn at all really just i'm going to work on terminology right here and i need your opinion um which sounds more stable overstable or super stable uh i overstable to me totally 
Yeah. So Be- I want to put the Bobcat in the super stable category. So like to me, like and a lot of people out there. So stable means straight in theory. Like, right. Like like yep. neutral. Yep. yep. Stable should be synonymous. So a lot of companies, not a lot, but uh, Discraft specifically uses SS, and then I think Gateway does, right? Don't they have SS Wizards and stuff like that? Well, that that's all like softness. That's oh, that's okay. plastic. Got it. That's not all right. But so super stable to mean to me would mean understable. But you know, and oh then, right. Well, yeah. that is dumb. I don't like that. But that's that's how I just understand it. So I would want. To, so I'm petitioning to move, like a Buzz OS to overstable, a Bobcat to like super stable to the Buzz's stable. Yeah. But I was just thinking, like with yeah, Discraft. Yeah, uh, so, so, you wrote it so for there's, everyone. There's a nuke. There's a nuke OS, which is like the most overstable thing ever. And then there's a nuke SS, which is almost a roller. Is that what the SS stands for? Yeah. That's dumb. Uh, well, actually, I can't confirm that. I have no idea. It could just be like secretly stable or like I feel seductively like it be like, stable. Let me give. Let me give like the new world uh, Discraft because you're you're hip. Uh, listen up. So stable is just stable, right? Uh huh. Um, I'm gonna go up and then go down. So I think between stable, like a straight flyer, and when you go to, it'd be nice if it was just U.S. instead of yeah, like understable. Well, I feel like there's understable, uh-huh. which is um, like, or understable. Yeah, understable is understable. Which like claim or whatever. Yeah, understand. Yeah. And then and then between <laughs> understable and stable. It should be like uh, kind of stable. Yeah, or or uh, maybe stable. N- not stable. Maybe like MS, maybe stable. <laughs> Mostly stable. I guess I could go <laughs> on the other side too, like a like a a, a pro D bus would be like. <laughs> There's the category like, oops! I hope I don't fuck this up. Okay, we too many categories. I'm just like <laughs> retract all of my, all of my buildup, uh, and just move ahead and say <laughs> the Bobcat is a very stable but not overstable mid range. It's not. It doesn't live in the world of like a Buzz OS, a or, Buzz OS, or, or a turbulence, a, or, or a turbulence, or a deflector, or a, or a Justice. Um, it's not that beefy, but it is beefy enough that you're not going to turn it over. You can rip it hard into a headwind and feel good about it finishing left. It's got a great amount of glide. It feels great in the hand. Um, it's a pretty rad disc. That was a nice recovery after I tried for like five minutes to completely derail every thought you had. So you know, I, that was that was good. I do my best. You, you really know? you really brought that around. I was proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. So. <laughs> and by brought around, he means I just said, never mind, I'm wrong in everything. Let's just move <laughs> forward. Because that's really what's needed in this podcast sometimes is just one of us. And by one of us, I mean mostly me just being like, okay, that doesn't work. <laughs> I won't spend another 15 minutes trying to make it work. What What if if disc stability, instead of having like the understable, overstable sort of thing. Like just had a number minus- and it was like zero. No, minus no, no, no. One, no. Minus two. I'll, I'll do you one, one, one better. One point two. Like the fourteen-speed disc, just be like, "Oh, you think you're a tough guy, huh?" 
And and then like the uh <laughs> I heard you're a little bitch. <laughs> and it just like scales down from there to there. And then like the un- really understable lower speed ones are like, Oh, he can't throw me far, huh? What kind of man can't throw a low speed disc? And just like have that all on there. It'd be it'd be good. Just have each level of the, the disc speed belittling like you. Like the, the 14 speed that's like minus four turn that someone's like, oh, I can throw it. I can turn this over. Yeah. It's like, uh, bet your mom's proud of you. <laughs> and then the neutral mid-range like, oh, really uh, bold choice there. Neutral mid-range. Cool. It's, uh, you really <laughs> stepped out on a ledge there, guy. Would you like some 2% milk with this? <laughs> All right, I think we need to circle back to the beer because we got the one that is uh, still good. Now move a little more. Uh, the slightly understable fairway that people can get to go straight for a long time. Just called the pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> All right, you can move forward. Sorry. It, it it looks fantastic, but people are going to make fun of you for it. But it's going to work really well. It's going to work really well. It tastes amazing. But, you know, people are like, really, you're going to throw a comment? That thing feels weird. Yeah, but when you can, throw, when you can do it, yeah. they know. It's a, it's a thing. All right, so uh, closing thoughts on Gravity Hammer by Modern Times. Aside from Kool-Aid, which is, frankly, I think most people. I mean, I knock one down on the course. I don't know that I'd recommend it for everyone to be a course beer. Well, it's... It, it's ten percent, so that's yeah. that's kind of in that category of gonna be a problem, uh, in terms of like motor function and and everything. Yeah. Like say recording a coherent podcast, it's oh, yeah. it could be an issue. So when it comes to bringing on the course, I would say enjoy this in the safety of your own home, or with friends, or with friends, and in the safety of your home still. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's not it's not a course beer. Yeah. Where there is also possibly another sober driver that can, you know, take you places if, you know, some shit goes down. Because it gets a little crazy in the wine country out here. It, it you know, stuff happens. It gets weird in, in, in Sonoma. Um, with the disc, it is so similar to my pine. I, I do love it, but I don't see what it's adding um, extra to make me want to take the pine out of my bag. And it's really, there's piece of it that I like more. Like it's a little more stable, but also the pine I've had in my bag is years old. Uh, maybe a fresh pine would be closer to Bobcat or the exact same thing. Um, but they're similar enough that it's it's not going to boot out my pine. Yeah. And I'll, I'll add one more. And I kind of touched on it, but I need to see consistency. And and even in the two we got, while they are both great discs, one is flatter than the other, you know, so we're still seeing the difference in plastic in the mold itself. So I would love to see a little more consistency in that aspect. Right. The flights weren't crazy different. But, no, they weren't. But definitely the hand feels different just based on that. Yeah. That alone. So uh, I think for me, though, it's pretty overstable for a mid-range and i wasn't able to tell the difference in the flight maybe based on the fact that it's pretty yeah overstable um but i still like it the plastic feels amazing oh, yeah, it does. and it, it falls in that category of disc where it's like 
this is a disc that if you're looking for a stable to overstable mid-range, you can get out there and throw it. It's nice and comfortable. The plastic feels great, and you're not going to get anything unexpected. No, I'll tell you right now. And I was just you're going to get this. nice hyzers. If if uh, stamps were blacked out or whatever, I lost my pine and you just gave me this. like, oh, it's a pine. Um, I don't think there's any part of me that would argue it and be like, well, sure yeah being like oh i really like this like, oh yeah plastic. like a fresh yeah a fresh pine is probably what i needed um it is a great disc they're they're doing good stuff um it would be very worrisome if they you know their second disc that they dropped sucked um but they did a good job they spent their time it looks clean feels clean it, it throws great um it's totally one of those discs, and Robin doesn't carry a disc really like that in his bag, but for me, if, you know, this is something we always say, if I had to pick up a handful of discs to play, like if I went to Austin, I just had a, a random chance to go out to Austin, I couldn't bring my bag, and someone handed me a Bobcat, I would be like, all right, I know what it does, I feel super confident what it does, let's go get it. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. All right, so uh, we're... we're uh what do we? What it's, was it's the an, beard of it decision? It's an offer. It's an offer. It's an offer. Okay. I think they're both amazing and great. Um, they're just not there for us. Um, and that's Beaver State Fling Paul Macbeth. Oh, I see. I see what you did like, there. Like, like you're uh, setting it up. So in in reality, okay. people, we loved all of these. We loved the we beard. Oh, we yes. loved the disc. But Joe just wanted to set like, up. Like I'll tell you right now, there's no Macbeth part of me joke. that's like yo. We should do a giveaway. Let's send these bobcats to people. I don't know. Nope. Yeah, no. Nope. I, We're I, keeping I want to hang on. I'm sorry. I'm no. not. I'm not sending. We've had so many discs lately that we've been sent to us that I uh, don't necessarily want to throw them straight in my bag, but I don't want to give them to anyone because they're But you know rare. what? We'll do a sweepstakes for the beer. Just call 555-5555. That's and, it. That's uh, it. First caller wins the, the leftover uh, gravity hammer. We'll ship it to you. So uh, with all that said, it's not the pre-show. We So we kind of did this piece. And before we fully wrap up, I know Rob's like, let's get out of here. We're doing a good podcast. Um, I have a slight confessional. Um, I am strongly considering, and not for my always bag, but I am strongly considering truly making and going and playing a round or two with a Axiom MVP Streamline bag. Ooh. Wow, just burying the lead here. Come on, we could. This would have been a great early segment. I know it would have. Um, what is wrong with you? Like, or we could have saved it for the next episode, and now you leave it like the last normally two, three, four minutes. Well, we could, of the podcast, yeah, do you, do you know and what, we just uh, want to get into this now. Do you know what foreshadowing is? That, that this isn't foreshadowing. Foreshadowing is is there's a little allusion to it. Like you don't directly say exactly what it is that's not foreshadowing that's that's stating Listen, i've been drinking a 10 percent <laughs> berliner weiss uh we could carry this over to a car show for patreon or next episode wow all right so we'll call it a tease then i like it i didn't even know it was happening but uh joe's uh joe's got a mega tease that wasn't really Tease, because it's pretty most, obvious I mean, he's considering... Most people know Joe as a big tease. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, that's that's not too far. But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. 
I would implore you to check out our website, throwstuffatstuff.com. We've got Disc Golf Podcast shirts, Disc Golf Podcast discs, and most importantly, we have a join Slack link, which allows you to join our awesome Disc Golf Podcast Slack group, which has hundreds of disc golfers all over the world. Like just about 600. Just chatting disc golf all day long, all night long. It's awesome. It's great. Joe and I will welcome you when you join. And uh, there's all kinds of channels for your local areas, learning how to play better, maybe even disc golf, you know, app games. App games, yeah. Like, is that is that how the kids call them? Are I they don't just know. apps? You're, you're, the, you're the addicted one. What do you call it? I, I, app games. I'm going to say app games. Okay. Game apps? I, it's something. You say games. Yeah. Phone games. But, but yeah. But how do, how do people understand that it's like on their that's an old person thing, isn't it? I'm old. Uh, yep. 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 All right. Well, and I I guess I'll just move on to Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Disc Golf Podcast. We do a pre-show every single week. It is incredible. It is weird. It is certainly more explicit. And if you feel like there's moments where Robin and I start to get a little weird and then we uh, pump the brakes... The the pre-show breaks don't really exist. Yeah, no breaks on the pre-show. So check that out. Uh, contribute to our podcast, and uh, you'll get like basically an extra disc golf podcast every single week. It's awesome. Lastly, review us on your favorite podcast app. Drop five stars. Leave a nice comment. It really helps to uh, grow the uh, listener base of this pod, and I appreciate everyone that's done it so far. And lastly, get out this weekend and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless. But those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to huck it hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to lay it up and fucking not run an ace or two. Sometimes you got to ease If you want to put the D's and the B's Sometimes you got to say Hey, I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly then you say, hey, I hit some metal Then you say, wait a minute, Robin I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me It's not a trespass, but I guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA, so let's go to the bar And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly And then I'll fucking hug it softly And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly But then I'm gonna hug